0: We've talked about the pitfalls of AI on this show before, but what about the advantages for composers and musicians? Welcome to The Future of What? I'm Portia Saban, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we've talked to Rachel Lisk, the CEO of DASI, an AI suite of tools that is helping composers and musicians do what they do best and even be more productive. It's all coming up on The Future of What? My guest today is Rachel Lisk. She is the CEO of DASI. Rachel, welcome to The Future of What? Thank you, thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you. So do us a favor here, help us out. What is DASI, what do you guys do?
1: Yes. Okay. That's a great question and and one that's complicated to answer because it's in essence asking what a composer's brain does. But in a nutshell, um, we are a system or a suite of AI tools that are there to help creative people with music so making their life easy music with music so everything from finding it from editing it and then finally to composing and generating it we're based over in london we are a group of people who are composers who are musicians the inventor of this whole system my big brother was a, a composer and a musician himself so We're a group of musicians trying to make useful tools for ourselves and for fellow musicians like us. And and that's the mission that we're on to try and make make music easier for people and allow space for creativity.
0: So, you know, obviously generative AI is a very hot topic right now. People are, there's a lot of fear, I think, and a lot of confusion around what AI is and what it can do and, you know, what the potential pitfalls might be in the future. So um, how do you guys sort of take that into account with what you guys do at Dossi?
1: I think it's a really real fear. You know, people are worried at the moment. There's, I think, lots of things are being kind of grouped together when people talk about AI and it seems that everything's put in the same camp. This actually, though, for us isn't a new thing and it isn't something that we decided to wake up and do one day recently. It's been based on 30 years, over 30 years worth of research that my brother did. And as I say, he's a composer and he was a commercial composer in the early 2000s. And at the time he was struggling with kind of meeting demands for briefs that he was getting. And he basically said, could I put my brain into a machine that could help me do what I do, but more of it and faster? And so this is where it came from. This is where all of the, the research and the IP has come from. And it's been based on that need as a creative person and as a composer to have a tool to, to help him and to help others. I think there's the, the fear of the, the, an AI and a technology well, technology can either replace or enhance in any form. And we talk about this a lot. We say, oh, you know, is it going to make people's lives easier or is it going to get rid of the need for them to do something altogether? With music, we're really passionately in the belief of, because we're a bunch of composers, we're in no interest of replacing composers or artists or creative people because that's who we are. That's the essence of our bones. What we are interested in is maybe replacing some of a process that we go through that might be mundane repeat repetition of tasks or maybe using this technology and this ai to inspire us and to help us get out of a writer's block if we don't have time for a writer's block when we're trying to deliver a brief it might be here to help teachers how to do something that we can't do very well ourselves so it's, you know, it might be something that I need to kind of get over a, a roadblock myself. I need to figure something out. I need to, to be inspired by something. You know, I'm really good at arranging strings, but not so great. I don't know much about, you know, hip hop drum, drums or basses. So can, can you help me? Can you collaborate with me? So I think AI, like any technology, can be seen and experienced by different people in the ways that they should choose how to experience technology. And I think musicians and composers we're technologists, you know, musicians, we, we use technology to be, to be able to communicate and be heard more. You know, I use a microphone to sing into if I want to have my voice carry. I, I use a door to bring my ideas into. I use technology to, 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 to help other people hear what I have to say. And I can use AI in the same way. If I don't want to use it, I can always also switch it off. But I think that a fear around it can only come from if, if we don't apply it to our own processes and our own workflows. But it's, it's, a very, it's a very real fear that people have and I understand it and we understand it. And that's why we're at great, great lengths that we're an AI company that absolutely categorically relies on a human interaction um, rather than a black box approach that replaces them.
0: Right. And I can definitely see the technical applications, you know, if you're a composer, if you are doing music for like TV shows, commercials, commercial music in general background stuff you know there's a lot of I have a songwriter friend who does custom songs for people which is also a cool sort of place that technology has brought us and yes there are some Mm. some workflow shortcuts that AI can help with I think what people are concerned about is is sort of this idea that people are gonna be making songs and releasing them into the marketplace And those songs will not have been written by a real person. And I'm just not sure, you know, how much of those fears are founded because, I mean, I think it's a, I think where I'm really going with this is it's a fear of inauthenticity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's what people are afraid of because, you know, really, I mean, ever since we started making music on using Pro Tools or whatever, you could say it's, you know, mediated by machines (laughs) easily. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I just wondered what you think about that.
1: I understand, I understand that and I think that the different approaches that you can go through, you know, there's different ways and we agree that the black box system, you know, press a button and, and get a song out of it isn't, that's not what we do and that's, it's not, that's not the way we think that this AI and these tools can help creative people. What, what we would say to that is that there are different levels of abilities and there are different types of creative processes. I may be a songwriter or I may be um, a film composer or whatever, and even the way I write might change every day. I might have different approaches that I take and, and I go through different starting points. And other people will work in very different ways. And there's a, there's a big part of when you use a technology like this, it will be an enhancement of what you can do already yourself. So if you're just going to somewhere, pressing, you know, as I say, one of these black box systems, pressing a button and hoping to get something from it, that's not you. That's not you in there. That's not you expressing something. That's you pressing a button and something happening. To use the tools that we have, it's a, a varied levels of intent. It's a, it's in a continuation and expression and a, an empowerment of what you have. So for instance, yes, Joe Lisk, my um, brother, would use this to write a film score. I've worked with, um, I'm really... A, privileged to be able to work at the Brit School over here in the UK, which is a, um, a, a performing arts school and, and lots of songwriters and artists there who work in different ways. And one of the amazing students over there, Jazzy, she was um, dyslexic and dyspraxic and autistic and she isn't Jo Lisk and she can't use technology in the way that Joe does. But with Darcy, she was able to bring and bring one of her songs to life that she'd written about being called, you know, stupid her entire life. And she had a demo. She had a full-fledged, you know, orchestrated track that she had managed to to, to produce with Darcy. And that was such an, a, a thing of achievement from her. But it was her track. She'd written the lyrics. She'd written the top line, and it was an extension of her creative output. It wasn't something that had just been made. So. I think uh, with us, as I say, we're not this, this black box system end to end. We are, you know, we teach an AI our intent and, and we use this to be able to produce music that we want to write and it's an extension of ours. But yeah, the authenticity of, of whether you are, or not you're pressing a button and getting something out of it, I right. think it's a flawed system in all honesty. I don't think it's going to work with music because the whole point of music is, you know, it's that, the communication from the human behind it.
0: Right. And I, I mean, I feel from 20 years in the music industry, you know, I mean, if it was as easy, if, if writing a hit was as easy as that, we would all be millionaires, you know, and that that is not,
1: <laughs> yeah. has yeah, not exactly. been. So it's, it's the story of, you know, the, the the word processor is that everyone, you know, you're not going to get a load of novelists out of this. People are making lost cat posters, you know, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to win, you know, the the, the prize for literature,
0: right? Absolutely. Well, so Dossi was active in participation with the ASCAP Lab initiative. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That sounds quite interesting.
1: Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. They are such a great bunch of people over at ASCAP. They are incredibly respectful and are just, and it's an incredibly supportive crew to the to the members that they that they that they serve. That they are, you know, these songwriters and musicians and composers. And I think it's really great of them to, um, for, for us, it's it's listening to, these are the people that we're making these tools for. So it's been an, a brilliant opportunity to get real feedback, to have do demonstrations, to, to really interact with the songwriters and composers as part of that community and to listen to what they have to say and to be guided by them on what they want. It's been an incredible supportive system that they've taken us through. It's allowed other team members within Darcy to really kind of look internally and and look at their processes and what they're doing here and, and why we're building what we're building and, and how we're going about it so it's been really humbling it's been really um a great process but it's it's allowed us to listen and to uh, also to show and share and we also have been able to allow others to do that with us as well and it's some really great stuff happening and i think it's just this recognition of this is a technology and like any technology, it's being, being held to these kind of really high standards, as it should be. But we also have a responsibility as, as a community to figure out a way to shape these tools so that they're for us and working with us. And we're working with them and driving the innovation in them to do what we need them to do. And, part, you know, being part of that conversation is really important and, and allowing people to have um, an opinion and, and criticise and ask and question and challenge um, is what we're all about. So it's been fantastic. And I applaud the guys over at ASCAP. They've been really, really supportive and great. Do
0: you think that one of I mean, I'm because I'm just thinking about you know I mean, it's twenty twenty three we have technology in all aspects of our our daily lives. And, you know, we've we're we're at least a hundred years into the belief that technology exists to make our lives easier and to help us do tasks that are mundane or repetitive or whatever, you know, because I keep thinking about like somebody invented a dishwasher once, right? Because they were like, we don't want to have to hand wash dishes every single night. And, mm-hmm. And, like, nobody's freaking out about dishwasher technology taking over the world and killing us all, you know? So I, I, yeah. feel, I
1: feel like... Well, you, <laughs> you've not seen my kitchen after a party. <laughs> it get, it does get angry.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I think I wonder if it's more the, this fear because creativity is so involved, because this is the creative industries and because you know, we're concerned with, I mean, listen, dishwashers are not going to put kitchens out of business. You know, it's like families mm-hmm. out of business, like families are going to eat, someone's going to need to clean the dishes. I think, I think there's this element of concern that, you know, people are going to lose jobs and people are going to lose livelihoods from the, this particular technology. And I'm wondering if, if you see it that way, or if you just see it as like, no guys, this is like a dishwasher. It's like helping us.
1: I do think that it's the, the the way that this can go into the future is that the limits of it is the limits of our imagination in a sense of we we are the ones in charge of this technology and we are the ones, especially with Darcy, who are driving it and, and asking it to do. And it's what I get out of this and how I want to use it that, you know, it, is the limit. So if I just want to use this to write a drum part, that's as far as I will go with with Darcy as a system. If I want to use it to write my film score, that's, as, you know, that's as far as I would go. If I'm offered the chance to write uh, the music for a tr- massive multiplayer online game with 20 million people, no matter how much time I have, no matter how many trillions of pounds you give me, no matter how many years I have, there is simply no way I can do that. I can't do that as a composer right now. There's the demand for it as a composer right now. There is a demand for people to have personalised music that's good music, that's emotional music, that can heighten experiences. And as a composer, I feel it's my duty to be able to write. You know, I can write fast. I can I can write music that fast in my head. But short of putting me as a composer in 20 million people's living rooms, like I'm a silent film pianist responding to what's going on on their screens... But not only that, sending all of my note choices to the orchestra in the garden, sitting there waiting to play. I can't deliver the music that I am capable of delivering at speed. So I need a tool to help me. And how amazing would that be that I can write for your gaming experience and someone else's YouTube video all at the same time, but it's still me doing the writing. I think the possibilities of this, are quite endless, and it's tech, it's other technologies that will, you know, have to match and catch up with then the speed of our the, the human mind's input into something like an AR that can empower their output. So, I think the dishwasher thing is a great thing. It's 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 part of it. You know, it's it's taking away that time that's spent so that I can do other things, and I think that this is going to be the same thing. I don't have to repeat myself, and actually that repetition can be done on the edge so that I can be earning on the edge and and writing music on the edge because I've already written it once you know why not be able to write that over and over again so I think instead of putting us out of business I think there's a real chance as, as artists and creators to open up a whole new business model of the way we can monetize and the way we can make money and you know composers and artists are used to writing things and, and, and wanting royalties and expecting royalties from, you know, recurred income that will come over and over again. And I think this is another way and another chance for that to happen, um, which is really exciting. And I think lots of people and lots of the composers that we speak to are really excited about that. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, can, when when can we use this? When, when can we get our hands on it? So. Again, I think it's up to us, but I think the possibilities of this can be endless. And if they're done well, can be really powerful and empowering.
0: Well, Rachel Lisk is the CEO of DASI. Rachel, thank you so much for being with me today on The Future of What?
1: Thank you very much for having me. It was great.
0: And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by The Delta Five and is played by Permission. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Clark Buckner at Relationary Marketing in Nashville and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Beck. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can
1: I have a taste of your ice cream?